Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up the bedroom is even better. Whether you're buying a gift for your sugar baby or just for yourself, you can get 50% off at adamandeve.com when you enter the code CANDY at checkout. And that's not all. Adam and Eve will include 10 tantalizing free gifts, a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item all partners can enjoy. Plus, you'll receive six free spicy movies. But the best part is the free shipping. You can get all of this at adamandeve.com using code CANDY at checkout. That's C-A-N-D-Y. So Shelby, what are you getting me? Candy Girl Podcast. Fuck me, Daddy. <laughs> hey, all you candy sluts and bubble butts. Welcome back to another episode of Candy Girl. I'm one of your hosts, Emily. I'm Shelby. And I'm Cactus. And we are joined here today by, <laughs> I was going to say one one and only, but I don't think two and only is applicable. Yeah. So I don't really know the like equivalent. There are one couple. We're a unit. Two people. Yeah. yeah. One couple, two people. <laughs> Do you want to take it away? I'm Holly Beth. And I'm Matt Black. So yeah, we're here today with uh, little Holly Beth and Matt Black. We're super excited. Cactus especially was super excited to have you guys on the show and we're going to be like really excited. <laughs> we're going to be talking about dating as sex workers and the content you guys do together. And then we also had a couple people send questions in for you guys, which we're really excited to get to. But Cactus, since you were the most amped to have them on, I want you to start with the questions. Hi, guys. I'm so excited you're here. Um, so what I really wanted to have you on um, for is to talk about just like being a couple in the porn sex work industry. I wanted to know just a little bit about like how you first met, how you became a sex work couple. Like tell me your origin story. Hi. So yeah, I've been a sex worker for many, many years before we even ever met each other. And, you know, we met online on a dating app and Bumble. We can, are you okay with dropping Bumble? <laughs> Uh, I feel so corny about it, but yeah, we met on Bumble and I, you know, I didn't disclose what I do for work until after several dates and I felt more comfortable, um, that he wasn't like going to be creepy or weird and yeah, you were concerned that I had heard about you before and I think I'm like, uh. I don't know, maybe second or third day, you're like, yeah, maybe you've heard of me. Not in like a cocky way. You didn't meet it in like a cocky way. No, not like like that. Because I have gone on dates with people where they had like jerked off to my porn before um, and then disclosed that like way down the line and just just was like felt weird. I don't know. (laughs) Just felt weird. Yeah, I wasn't one of those guys who was in the know, so I was not familiar with Holly's work before we started dating. I don't know, you want to talk more about our early life with Bumble? I mean, it's just as wholesome as can be, honestly. We went on several dates, like, very wholesome stuff, like Mm -hmm. picnics, sculpture garden, meeting at coffee shops, like, stuff like that, just getting to know each other. Yeah. Well, when we first started talking, like on Bumble, she has to send the first message. So she messaged me, hi. And then I like responded and I didn't hear back from her for like two weeks. 
Okay, because I, like, don't really, like, pay attention to these, like, apps, you know what I'm saying? Like, I forgot about it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, And I think I went out of the country as well. I was in, like, I was in London and Copenhagen, and we were, like, talking more while I was on my trip. I remember, like, showing her pictures from my trip, and... Sorry, I'm doing my makeup. For anybody listening, I'm I'm multitasking, so... Uh, yeah, so I didn't really think it was going to go anywhere since we had that two week gap. I was like, damn, I thought she was the one. And then she like a, a, yeah, minimal ghost. I guess it was a temporary ghosting. Uh, I guess, uh, the ghost came back. So I got a little haunted, I guess. I don't know what that terminology and phrasing is. Uh, but yeah, we met on Bumble and, uh, the rest is uh, history, I guess, in the making. It's not your typical online meeting courtship yeah but he was never i just want to also note he was never weird about my job which made me want to hang out with him even more um and he's always just been really supportive and that sort of eventually bled into you know him being stunt dick which is the first time i've ever had you know somebody that i'm dating be in my videos or anything like that he was just really having fun and enjoying himself and so was i and yeah. yeah, I it didn't really bother me initially that you were that you were a cam girl that you like streamed and stuff. It would be a little awkward like the first few months hearing you work from the other room while I'm in the house. Like um I guess it took me a while to get used to that, but now I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, it doesn't phase me at all. I think she didn't tell me that she did porn at first. So she went to LA on one trip and she's like, Oh, I'm gonna shoot this scene and I was like Oh, yeah, I do feel a little weird about that. I didn't know that was a part You're of it. You're going to be sucking two cocks. Yeah. See <laughs> I'm you later. Get fucked by two guys at once. Uh, I'm like, oh, all right. Dante Cole and Wolf Hudson is a bite threesome. Fantastic. Yeah, but now I'm totally fine with it. It doesn't bother me at all. You've met, you've since become even friends with Wolf Hudson, who I had shot with that day. So Yeah, Wolf's great. I'm, yeah, we've even done. I've done films with another guy and her and it's fine and doesn't bother me at all. It's it's pretty cool. We touched tips with the guy and we bonded over that. Okay, I have a question for both Cactus and Holly, actually, because Cactus has talked a little bit about dating as a sex worker before, and she said that she always lets people know up front that she's a sex worker. But Holly, it sounds like you kind of opted for let's go on a couple dates first, and then I'll let you know. And I kind of want to know both of your like choices behind doing that. So with me, I, I think just I'm a person who's like, I'm up front, like if you can respect me from day one about who I am. That's just, I want somebody to know what I do. I have had a lot of instances where I haven't had anybody know me. I think that's one of the reasons why I do it too, is I think Holly is a little bit more well-known than I am. Me, I can just be like, I am a sex worker, but not really a lot of people have seen my face everywhere. So I think that also probably has an element to it. And I'm really curious to hear what Holly has to say about that. But for me personally, I'm just like a upfront blunt, like, take what you can get. Like, if you like me for me, then that's who I am. Because immediately I want to start talking about what I like to do. And um, because it's my passion, like it's something I really love to do. And my photography, even if I have to say I'm a photographer, like it's still gonna end up talking about sex work in some way, because I 
work with sex workers in all different types of ways. So I feel like it was just harder for me to hide. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not really a person who likes to, to hide a lot of stuff. Um, but I'm curious to see like how Holly, you navigated that and how that kind of lured Matt in. <laughs> no, I definitely feel you on the being upfront part and, and really wanting to be your authentic self. And if someone has a problem with that, then obviously that's their loss. So I'm, I'm a really private person and I want people to like me for me. And so when I go on first dates with people, um, let's just say I can be quite a picky person. So it's like initially I have to even decide if I want to see this person again, right? So if I don't, then I'd rather not waste my energy having like that coming out conversation, if you will. Um, so it's really like, you know, on you know, after a few dates, if I decide like, oh, this person is somebody I, that I actually like want to hang out with, right? It was probably like on the second or third, fourth, I don't know. I don't, I don't even remember I don't at this even point. remember. Yeah. So yeah, it's just basically if it's, if I want to see this, you know, people again, past just the first date or so. Gotta check their vibes first. Check the vibes. I feel like I always see on Tinder profiles, they all say like, here for the good vibes. Like every person has that. I don't know what that means. I'm not going to swipe on you, but I like your vibes together. You two are adorable. Um, so how, since Matt, you weren't a sex worker, you just like were stunt dick for like a little bit. How did you start getting into your own line of sex work or did you just like start creating stuff together? Um, like how soon into your relationship was that? And were you like interested in sex work before that? Um, yeah, I'd never done any, any sort of sex work before, uh, meeting Holly and then, uh, it's definitely something that I was interested in and wanted to do, uh, but it's difficult for just a straight guy to just find his way into porn without like coming off as a creep, like when trying to reach out to people. So I just kind of with Holly, when I found out that she was a sex worker, I was immediately interested and like wanted to be a part of it and working together in ways that, we could find to, to do things together, which was, I think we just really started like film, filming a scene every now and then and doing that. And what else? We tried streaming a couple times. We're trying to get back into it, but it's pretty much just been filming together. I think did with um, Zoe Island when we went to on that trip for work did, I think that was like one of the first scenes we filmed or at least my first with another person. Yeah, we did um his first scene with someone other than just me was a double blowjob with Zoe Island. And, you know, as we started to gain momentum with him doing, you know, scenes not just with me, that's basically when COVID hit. And it really threw a wrench into filming and, you know, so we went back to filming with just each other, which obviously that's fine and fun. But actually, since then, we've 
kind of branched out and, and done things during COVID, you know, so you get STI testing, but also COVID testing now. So we've since um, resumed production and, and trade content with people like he's done stuff on his own and just like, you know, uh, fun little projects like orgies and, you know, group armpit sex scenes, <laughs> like a lot of fun fetish stuff. Uh, he's also done a, a FaceTime scene with somebody I know. That was good. <laughs> that was good. We no, still need to release it. Shopping. Yeah. <laughs> go grocery shopping. Y'all can have the house. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Holly. No, it's always awkward <laughs> it when works. someone's in the other room and you're trying to like masturbate with I somebody. I totally else. get that. Yeah, <laughs> and like be like totally on your game and not thinking about somebody in the other room. I get it. I thankfully, I think my roommate was home at the time, so I was like, "Ooh, okay," but I still did it. Um, so with Matt and I scene, it's still waiting to be released because I've been in another state for way too long and the file is on my computer back at home so that's gonna be releasing whenever I get my computer back (laughs) um but I think it's really cool that you started branching out because um something I was thinking about during quarantine and um all the COVID stuff was doing FaceTime so it's really interesting that you reached out and did that in general um but I like that you both are finding ways to like branch out um like uh, from each other now. So what was that kind of conversation that you had around that? Um, Like, what are, do you have any boundaries? Like, how do you navigate working with other people? Well, it's, it's pretty great, I think. um, Because sex work gives us a safe space to explore kink um, and celebrate other bodies you know, it's like you have this heavy dialogue around consent and around uh, safety, sexual health safety, and also like needs, wants, boundaries with other people that you're interacting with. So it feels a lot safer and just a fun space to, to, like I said, explore kink with other people than I guess just your traditional hookups with I guess like vanilla people I don't know (laughs) yeah I feel like as far as boundaries go we're pretty open and you know working with other people doesn't really bother us we don't not at all yeah we'll work together with other people like I've filmed behind the scenes stuff while she's like fucking other people it's like I can be in the room when it happens now I'm not like uh, getting off to it or anything, but it, I'll just film it and like try and get some cool angles out of it and uh, be supportive and be helpful and do what I can uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, you did. Uh, there was this Twitter post that you did, Matt, that was like, it said, oh, hi, Denny, or something like that. Is that what it said? Uh, no, it said, I just like to watch you guys. That's what it was. It was a room. It was a quote from The Room, which Matt and I both enjoyed. Holly, do you like The Room? Yes, Matt actually put me onto it. He's really into like film and movies and stuff like that. We we do a lot of movie watching. Yeah, we we went and saw a screening of it, uh, like in the theater. That was their first. Did you throw any spoons? Um, I don't think they they gave us yeah props. 
No, okay. I remember. They I passed them out in like packets, but I don't know if we got one. <laughs> that's great. Well, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad that you enjoy being behind the scenes and also helping out and just being there. Um, I think people would be curious to hear like, I guess, like, were you Polly before this? Like, what were the conversations? Like, Holly, were you even expecting to go into making content with Matt potentially? Is that something you've ever wanted to do? Well, um, just to quickly touch on the Polly thing, when we first started dating, we were kind of exploring being open and just like finding what non-monogamy meant to us. And then after like, a, I would say a little under a year, we decided to just like focus on us. You know, I was like, going through some like health stuff and we were like oh let's just like do us and just like have work be an outlet for kink outside of our you know relationship but no I didn't ever think like oh I definitely wasn't on our bumble dates thinking oh this could be a guy that I use in my videos not at all but with his interest in it and with like us sharing similar kinks and fetishes, we just thought it would be fun to kind of make porn that you don't really see that much on the internet, especially the care fetish stuff. You don't really see, see like a lot of armpit fucking and, and things like that. So we just threw ourselves into that just for fun and, people really responded well to it and it just blossomed from there, you know? Yeah. When we first started dating, she was very poly and we tried to do the poly thing. And for me, I was like, that took a lot of like getting used to, uh, cause I was very not on board with the poly thing at first, I guess I like, I, when we first started dating, I was thinking like, oh, wow, she's perfect. Like there has to be some drawback, some flaw somewhere. And it's like, she's like, oh, I'm Polly, by the way. And I'm like, I knew there was one thing. And then, you know, I think it took me about six months or something to really start being okay with it and feeling more comfortable in it. Cause it's a lot of unlearning and to go from monogamy to uh, polyamory. And, you know, after a while, I got used to it. Same with like the sex work and everything. The sex work came around. I came around to that a lot faster than Polly because Polly is like having relationships with other people. And to me, I'm a person where like one relationship is enough like work as it is. Like when you throw other relationships into it, it's just like stressful. It's there's a lot more to it to focus on like not just one person. So yeah, I was very happy when she decided we could just focus on us and it's been great. But, and I think in the future we could like rediscuss going back to being open or whatever. I do kind of want to ask a little bit, Matt, about going from monogamy to polyamory. Um, that's something that my roommate and I joke about all the time. Like we could never date anyone who's polyamorous because like we're just so staunchly monogamous. And so I'm curious about the transition was like for you going from monogamy to polyamory with Holly and like why you thought it was worth making the transition. Um, it was It was really difficult for me at first. Like I was trying to 
like be as clingy as I could to where she'd just want to be with me and not have time to spend with other people, which is pretty toxic. But, uh, and yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say that's like a great uh, thing to do, but you know, she likes to spend a lot of time around me in the beginning as well. And I was just trying to like jump into the poly thing and figure it out. So I was like constantly on Tinder or whatever. And it was just like draining because before that I'd be on dating apps all the time before we met and I'd be like talking to like five different people at once. And it's like, I'm not having fun doing this. Why am I like bothering with talking to all these different people? And like, even, even at that point, I guess it's a little poly in terms of like seeing other people and trying to form relationships with other people, but you're not, you're trying to get one relationship out of it. You're not trying to focus and build multiple different relationships so then when we started dating i was deleted all my dating apps and then she's like oh i'm poly by the way i'm like i guess i'll give it a whirl and i like got back onto these dating apps for like a month or so and i'm like no this isn't this isn't fun so i was like i'm not gonna do dating apps anymore if i meet somebody and i like this person then we can work through this but i'm wasting all this time on dating apps trying to be poly when I don't need to be, I can just, other relationships will form. It's not like when you become polyamorous, you're just automatically looking to have relationships with other people. You're still in one relationship that's committed, but the other relationships just kind of like an, any normal relationship would start. You like develop feelings for somebody, you like meet somebody that's cool and you want to hang out with them and a relationship forms, I think. If you go into a polyamorous relationship with the monogamous mindset of just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be hooking up with people constantly. I'll just be on dating apps and trying to set stuff up. You're just going to burn yourself out really fast, like with me. And fortunately, Holly was there and she was, you know, happy to be monogamous. After a while, she kind of stopped dating other people as well. And it kind of worked out, but it is you meet somebody who's worth it in your mind that you feel like you can focus on being with them and staying with them and like trying to work through polyamory, this new thing. If you can like last a few good months and like give it time, then you can come around to it. Um, but it's definitely something that's not for everybody, even, you know, with all the unlearning, it's not for everyone. It's, it's difficult. And, uh, like I said, I would give it another try, but it is, um, it does take a lot of unlearning for a monogamous person to come in and just completely forget everything that they've ever known about relationships and just try to juggle new ones at the same time. Do you translate polyamory with, um, working with other people in the industry or do you think that's a little bit separate and kind of different? Uh, I, I think it's, I think it's quite different. Like for me, I think polyamory, when I think of it, I think there's like, you're going on dates, you're forming a relationship, you're getting to know somebody, you're bonding with them. So it's like, you're not just, I feel like it's kind of, it's not a good terminology, but like competing with another person who wants to be in a relationship with your partner. When you're just doing sex work, it's like, it's pretty much just sex with people you're attracted to and you think you're cool. It's not like I'm not worried that she's going to form a relationship with some person she 
fucked one time for a, sh- a movie. Um, like it's it's quite different. Like in in terms of oh, you know, it's basically like I still get to be polyamory and have sex with other people just for like work. It's not we're not polyamorous at all in terms of wanting to be with other people. We just have sex with people for work and fun, you know, and everybody's in it for a good time. And it's not like we're like trying to form relationships with people that we're having sex with. Yeah. For me, it's a lot different. Um, because yeah, to me, non-monogamy, um, whether you're polyamorous or open, this is like, you know, off camera, this is just you forming relationships with people outside your, you know, primary relationship. But with work, um, at least in my personal experience, it's been really nice because, like I mentioned earlier, you have this safe and consensual space to explore kink with your friends. (laughs) And even when I've met people for work, and that was my first time meeting them, you know, maybe we connect on Twitter and we meet in real life and and film together because we think that the other is hot or whatever. Um, And then it it turns into like these really lasting, deep friendships. Some of my closest friends I've met through sex work, my nearest, dearest friends I've met through sex work. And, you know, we do form friendships with these people. It's basically just like being horny with your friends. It's like, oh, let's film a scene and fuck and, you know, share that with people online. And then afterwards, like, let's go to Disneyland. Remember when we did that in LA? Yeah, it was We all went to, yeah, we went to Disneyland with Jasmine Gray, whom I filmed several scenes with. And then also, yeah, Wolf Hutton came to Disneyland with mm-hmm. us. Yeah, Jasmine really knows her way around uh, Disneyland. Oh my gosh. She's like, she's a fast cast, like, oh. It's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. I I didn't think I was gonna love Disneyland as much uh, <laughs> as I did. I thought I was overhyped, and uh, it's fucking sick. Not to like really vouch for Disney or anything, but uh, they know how to run a theme park. Disneyland's starting to sound like a euphemism. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really know how to run a theme park. Yeah, take it however way you want. So just to pivot and just you know ask a quick one-off question um i've been told that you have a tattoo on your dick what is it of also that's like some people's worst nightmare how bad was that to get uh yeah i can i can go into a little bit i actually i made a video on pornhub where i just explain my dick tattoo so it says weapon it's it's just all caps weapon i really have to go into detail because Right, right off the bat, it sounds really bad. Um, so in college, I lived at a co-op. And in this co-op, you know, there's like 100 people. It's it's basically like a fraternity uh, in terms of communally living with other people. And that's where that similarity completely differentiates. Uh, that's the only similarity. It's not like a fraternity. It's like a bunch of really open-minded people living together and like doing work to help like it's like living in a small community like a commune pretty much we played this game called assassins my first semester there and i just moved in there out of high school so i was 18 and i was like trying to impress everybody and be cool and fit in which worked i uh, was very popular there we had a lot of fun 
but we played this game assassins and one of the rules for the game was you can either shoot somebody with like a water gun or something that's clearly labeled weapon and yeah so i can explain the game a little bit there's like we a hundred or so people were playing this game and basically everybody gets a name from somebody else at the co-op and you shoot them with the water gun and once you kill them you get their target and when uh somebody's also trying to kill you with their water gun but basically i said oh it would be funny if somebody got weapon tattooed on their dick so they could just pee on somebody i didn't pee on anybody I got out before that happened and I also wasn't going to do it, but I mentioned that as a joke. And then this other guy was like, Oh man, if you get that tattooed, I'll pay for it. And I called him on, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. If you're going to pay for it, I'll do it. Uh, Cause I definitely would not have paid for that to happen to me. Uh, so we walked to this tattoo parlor, like five blocks away or so me and like four other dudes, which is, unpleasant that there were like that many people watching me get my dick tattooed uh so we walk up to the the like front desk of the tattoo shop and the guy who's gonna pay for my dick tattoos is like hey we want to get this guy's dick tattooed and the guy's like okay let me go talk to the artist and he's like hey this guy wants to get his dick tattooed can you do that and the artist comes out he's like yeah, fuck, I'll do it. Uh, it's going to be $100 and I'm going to need a $20 handling fee. And we like, my other friend said he'd pitch in and throw in the $20. And at that point, I was like, all right, I guess I'm doing this. And I filled out like the form and the guy uh, like puts his gloves on. He shaves my dick. And I think that's like the smallest my dick has ever shrunk. There's like four dudes watching me. This guy's like has to stretch out my dick with his like gloved hands and he starts tattooing me and only took about 20 minutes, but it was, um, I can't even remember how much it hurt now, but at the time it was like the most physical pain I've ever uh, had to deal with. And, you know, that's basically why my dick is tattooed and says weapon. Um, and I never regretted it. People think it's cool. Nobody's ever had a problem with it. It's kind of like a litmus test. If I'm like hooking up with somebody or like dating somebody, like if they think it's funny, then that's great. That's exactly what I'd hope somebody feels about it. I don't want you like somebody's like, that's gross, which I get. I understand why you think it's gross, but I'm not going to be dating you. Yeah, that's a, uh, if you have more questions, let me know. There's usually a lot of questions that go uh, along with it. So, Holly, clearly you didn't think it was gross because you're dating him. Yeah, I don't even re remember the conversation. I, <laughs> I guess that's how unbothered I was. I don't remember. Probably just amusement. But, I mean, guys online actually seem to really like it. Nobody has ever, like, hate commented, I guess, on, on it at all. I'm surprised more people don't mention it, honestly. Yeah. I'm kind of pissed off. <laughs> like, uh, when I got the tattoo, like, a year or so after, I was like, oh, I could do porn with this. I feel like this is a good gimmick. And then now I'm actually doing porn, and it doesn't matter. Make it matter. Make your dick matter. <laughs> I should rebrand and change my uh, porn name to weapon. make your dick matter. It does matter. It does. You make your dick matter. <laughs> Damn, that's... <laughs>
That's what we're going to name this episode. <laughs> Your Dick Matters. Your Dick Matters is the name of this episode now. Fun. I think it looks good in thumbnails and it looks nice. <laughs> Thank you. So um, what are your goals like as sex workers, as a couple and individually? I don't know which one is you're more comfortable talking about first, but I'd love to hear like different sides of like what you both want to do together and then what you want to do on your own. I'm having fun with him and I just filming, you know, different kinks that we're into. It's been really well received, like all of the hair fetish content and things like that. I want to get better at foot jobs. <laughs> I am not that flexible. And so there's like certain positions that we want to do foot job stuff with that just is physically not possible for me. So, you know, I do my stretches every morning. Hopefully that'll happen soon. We had a lot of fun um, with like the different orgies that we did more recently. And then like we did like our first ever armpit sandwich with my friend Odette, who's a dominatrix. So yeah, I guess just like doing more of what we're doing, just better quality content, just better quality production. Um, although there's always a soft spot in my heart for, you know, true amateur just filmed on a cell phone in the moment. Um, and for me personally, I have been having a lot of fun with, I don't want to say cosplay because I'm not necessarily being anyone in particular, but just like having fun with it. Like I did like an, like a night elf inspired one and play a lot of World of Warcraft. So I did like, it just had fun dressing up like a, my interpretation of a night elf. And I did a vampire look with like these freaky contacts and, you know, fangs that was really well received. Just dressing up, having fun with it. <laughs> Yeah, I think for me, I just want to focus on working with more models right now and like different hairy people because it's my fetish and I want to make stuff that people want to see because there's not a lot of like hairy armpit fetish elite stuff out there. And I'd like to make more of that for other people who like that kind of thing. And I think we like personally, I'd like to try and explore like bisexuality like i know wolf wants to work with me but that's difficult for me because i don't know i want to be more comfortable with it and like explore more with my sexuality and work with that and try to fill more stuff with that and i think really for our own scenes for us together we want to like kind of not storyboard but like make them more Story, have have more of a story like where we have one scene where we have a little just like three or four lines at the beginning of it and that did well and we even did, we did like a luigi and peach cosplay video that was uh fun and funny and we have dialogue in that and i think we both talked about how we want to just like put more dialogue into our scenes like at the beginning and give it more of an exposition where it's not just us fucking for 15 minutes. Yeah, we're very like playful. We're extremely playful in real life and very goofy. And we want to, I guess, incorporate that in our scenes. Like, yeah, with the Luigi Peach one, that was really fun and playful. Like, it was Princess Peach, and she walked in on Luigi when he's, like, in this Borat-type, you know, leotard 
outfit. Yeah, banana hammock. Banana hammock. And he's, like, you know, under the sink fixing it. Like, it's, like, very, like, old school, like, corny porn scenario. Princess Peach is just in this micro bikini, you know, casually um, in the scene. We just kind of improved it and had a lot of fun with that. So I guess, yeah, more of that. More just being silly on camera. Silly and horny, just Mm -hmm. like in real life. I am so here for the silly and the horny. Like, that's the content I love. And I think that's why I like you guys is because I can feel that fun, vibrant energy from, like, both of you together and individually. Like, you both just have something about you that is like, yeah, I could watch them forever and that would put a smile on my face. And I love this whole Peach and Luigi thing. I've seen the picture of both of you, like, posting it on your Instagrams. Like, the Borat thing is hilarious but also really cool and the peach costume was adorable um but now I definitely want to like see the scene earlier you mentioned a pit sandwich and I'd really like to bring it back to that like can we digest this for a second like eat the pit sandwich yeah but but before y'all go um I have no idea what that term means so let me tell you what I think it is because I think it's gonna be really wrong is this necessary? No, but we're going to do it anyways. So if I had to guess, um, I think it's like, like if two or like maybe multiple people have their arms up and they like squish them together. And then the sandwich part still kind of confuses me. Do you put the penis in between? Well, I was thinking like maybe the tongue. I don't really know how like genitals oh, get involved here. Yeah. Um. So did I nail it? <laughs> oh yeah, 100%. You get the the what is it the the nail with the hammer i hit something (laughs) yeah bullseye bingo uh yeah that's 100 percent what it is it was it was more it's what it's not a bdsm scene it was more oh wait that was actually correct yeah 100 percent correct oh my goodness yeah yeah so it's two different people's armpits and then there's a penis in the middle it's like slight i mean odette is a dominatrix so it was very like playful dom like we're really bossing him around to lick both of our armpits you know we have both of our arms up and we're side by side and he's just the lucky guy that gets to like be bossed around by us and lick our armpits and play with them rub his cock on them and then yes literally armpit sandwich (laughs) and his cock is in the middle yeah this is exactly correct uh yeah it's exactly what it sounds like uh although i feel like there's definitely open to interpretation when you say pit sandwich and you don't say armpit. It -hmm. could be anything. It could be a sandwich full of olive pits or cherry pits. I don't know. So I guess I was wrong. It's definitely open to interpretation. We learned what a flesh taco was on this podcast and uh, it is not what it sounds. Well, I guess it could be what it sounds like. For the record, I guessed correctly. You guessed incorrectly on the flesh taco. (laughs) Can I hear what the flesh taco is and what you guessed it was? Uh, the flesh taco was like basically using medical staples in a way to like turn somebody's penis. Yeah, into you like a don't vagina. you like take don't you take like the ball sack and you pull it over and you staple it or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was three naked people stacked on top of each other. Which I guess is more of a sandwich. Okay. Uh, yeah, that seems like an impossible thing to guess. <laughs> I think you'd have to never know to really 
or have a very inventive mind to I'll be like, oh yeah, totally. If if I just took my ball sack and lifted it over my penis and I made a top easy. <laughs> yeah, the staples are definitely what threw me off. That, that I did not see coming. Um, I want to ask some questions that listeners have sent into us. They want some advice from you guys. So a question that we got was, my partner wants to be in my content. I don't know if that's a good idea. Help. Do you guys have any advice for somebody who might be in that position? Yeah, I've definitely dated people and since split from that partnership and been like, dang, I'm glad that I didn't film with them because then I would just have to deal with questions from people online, like, and have to stare at their dick if, you know, it's on my computer screen and it makes a sale or whatever. But also, I will say you... For me personally, I just knew that it was the right decision to make. So even no matter what happens in the future, I just felt like Matt was worthy. I don't know how else to put it. He was worthy to be in my videos. Um, And, you know, we just share a lot of sexual chemistry and a lot of the same kinks. And we just have so much fun exploring these things and sharing them online So for me, it felt very organic and like the right thing to do. If I could give any advice to other people who want to include their partner in their videos, just, you know, have boundary conversations, have conversations about kind of the future of the content, you know, it's those difficult conversations to have. So like, if we do hypothetically break up, like, are you okay with me continuing to sell these videos? Do you prefer I delete them? And you need to have your partner actually sign, you know, papers, because even though it is a close relationship, a very personal relationship that you have with your partner, obviously, these these are still legal things that need to be signed and agreed upon, like model release forms and those sorts of things. Yeah, I think it's difficult to answer and give people advice on it because it really depends on, you know, your comfort level and what, you know, you and your partner are comfortable doing. And I think if you're making content and your partner wants to work with you, I think you know, you have to be comfortable with it. If you're not comfortable with it, you shouldn't do it or at least express to your partner that you wouldn't feel comfortable like mixing your work life with your like real private life. And hopefully if you tell your partner you're uncomfortable with it, they will understand and be like, okay, yeah, if you're not comfortable, it's totally fine. We don't need to do this. But um, we have a lot of fun with it. And I think that it's worth giving it a try, whether your partner's face is in it or not, whatever they're comfortable with. I think you can start off small and like maybe do like just like a paid view on OnlyFans with your partner in it, where it's not going to be like a huge release, like on Pornhub for everybody to see. And you can just kind of feel it out and see how you like it. And if it works for you and it works for your partner and you're both having fun with it, then, you know, give it a shot. It could be worth it. You might both enjoy it. You might both make more money doing boy-girl stuff. And then another question we had was, my wife wants to be a burlesque dancer. What are the best ways that I can support her? 
I don't, I'm not very familiar with burlesque, so I think the only way that I can relate it to my experiences is just be given space and verbal support, you know, those sorts of things. Like, even now, if I go to do something independently, like film something, or I have, like, a personal goal for my own, like, sex work stuff, Matt is very supportive. Like, I remember when I hit um, 50K or something on Pornhub, um, you know, I was like, oh, cool, yay, and just didn't think anything of it again. And then he was like, no, I'm going to buy you dinner. We need to celebrate. And he just made it a moment. So I think that if your partner can just make a moment out of celebrating you, whatever achievements you make, even if it's like your first show or like even if it's you um, applying to a burlesque dance team and they accept you or not just celebrate that that's awesome and you know you can just be very present with her if she wants to shop for outfits I know a lot of burlesque people that um, make their own outfits as well they so like buying her things that she can sort of do that as well buy her cute outfits there's a lot you can do yeah, I think as a supportive partner, I feel like, um, you know, it doesn't matter what they're doing. You just be supportive. And I don't I don't know exactly what the difference would be like if your partner was burlesque or if they wanted to go back to school or blah, 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 so on and so forth. You just be supportive and you want to be there for them. And if they need your advice or if they want to you to be involved more and you be more involved. You can go, you know, go see their burlesque shows. Yeah. I think that is the easiest way to be supportive. Um, if you're comfortable with that, I feel like you must be, if you want to be supportive, you be comfortable with it and you go see their burlesque shows and I don't know, drive them to their burlesque rehearsals. I don't know much about burlesque either, but I feel that you just be supportive in the same ways you'd be supportive with anybody else. It doesn't matter what they're doing. If you love them and you really do support them, then you'll find ways and you'll make time to be supportive. And I think Holly's right. I think going along with somebody to go clothing shopping is a very supportive. I do that. I go to the sex store with her all the time and I just stand around there. Uh, And I think that's a great way for somebody to be supportive of your partner. So just really quick, because we have, you know, one more important question to get to. How long have y'all been dating? Just under two years, but it really feels like, I don't know, because of the pandemic and like we live together, it feels like a lot longer. Like we've been through so, so, so much together and, you know, we, everything we've been through has always brought us closer together and it just, I don't know. Yeah, we basically moved in together within a month of seeing each other. <laughs> Let me clarify that. I was working at a bakery, um, so I had to be at work at 5 a.m., and I just moved into a new place with my roommates, and they are very loud. So I could never sleep there, so I'd always sleep here on work nights. And 
Yeah, because I have like a place to myself. Yeah, we were constantly with each other. So to some people, I don't know, like you date somebody, you see them maybe once, once a, a week, a couple times a week. We were seeing each other every day. We're obsessed with each other. For like the first year and then COVID happened and then we really were together every single day. So it's two years that have felt like a lot longer. Yeah. Um, I know the pandemic can either like make or break a lot of couples, but we are honestly happier than ever. We are obsessed with each other and we have a lot of fun. Every day is so much fun. <laughs> it's like having a sleepover every day. Thanks guys. Cactus, I know you had one last question you wanted to ask before we wrapped up. Yeah, so I think this could be a quick question or it could be a longer question, but we should probably keep it quicker just because we're wrapping up. I wanted to know what the pros and cons are of dating as a sex worker and dating at like a your couple as sex workers. Like what it, does it come into your personal life? Like how do you create boundaries? Like what are the pros and cons of that? Gosh, I can't think of any cons. It's just really brought so much joy and fun into our lives. You know, we have so much freedom and flexibility and heavy communication and just like we don't do anything if it feels weird or off. We just we have a great time. So I can't I honestly can't think of any cons. I guess you know, we get tested frequently when we're going to shoot and I hate shots so I guess that's one con I hate getting shots (laughs) I am baby but the pros like I said it's just so many yeah getting tested frequently I guess is a a big pro that you wouldn't think about um I I never really got no it's a it's it can be a pro and a con at the same time but knowing knowing your sexual health like as often as we do I think is a pro um, I guess if you don't like shots, then it's a con. I don't really have a problem with the shot aspect. I think that we, we're kind of a bad example for other sex workers who are trying to date because it seems like it would be a big struggle to like actually meet somebody who's so open-minded and it would take a while to get into a relationship and find somebody who is that open-minded. And I think you really just have to be open when you're dating a sex worker and you need to be comfortable with that or grow more uh to another comfort level that you can be in a relationship with somebody who does sex work i you know i think the pros are obviously we're making money together and that's great money's cool and stuff we get to meet other people we travel a lot to film with other performers and we love traveling we travel it's been a minute but we used to go do a trip like once a month before COVID. There was like a good five, four or five month period where we had like a trip lined up every month. And, you know, it's something that I've loved to do even like well before I started doing sex work. I feel like travel is could be my greatest passion. And the fact that I now have a partner that I can go places with, like before I do everything solo and now I have somebody who not only I get to travel with and be there with, but we're traveling for work and we're able to like make these trips into uh, 
for Holly, at least a tax write-off for me, it's not quite at that point yet, but, uh, that's, that's one of the biggest pros is that we have each other to go, go new places and see new things with. And we find like our favorite spots and we go there and we keep coming back to them. And if there's people there to film, then we can get work done as well. Yeah. That is like probably my favorite pro is being able to travel together and meet up with other sex workers to make hot content with or just meet new people through sex work make hot content with them and then hopefully make lasting friendships with these people and you know it's great we love making friends that was such a wholesome way to end the episode thank you so much for being on yeah thank you so much for having us yes thank you fun (laughs) where can our listeners find your content um i'm on OnlyFans. uh is it honestly uh i think it's it's matt black or my my only fans is matt black and my twitter is it's matt black there's just an its in front of it and i have many vids as well that can be found at it's matt black and you ha- you have more stuff to plug so i'll let you plug i don't know why you let me go first i'm pretty simple though my handle is little holly beth on every single platform so only fans minivids pornhub twitter instagram all that good stuff so yeah <laughs> well make sure you guys check out their content and their social medias if you want to get more of them you guys are adorable it was fun watching you do your makeup and now it's <laughs> full face complete we got it done through the whole interview gorgeous stunning <laughs> You can find us on our website, candygirlpodcast.com or on Instagram at candygirlpodcast or Twitter at candygirlpod. Um, And we will be hearing from you guys uh, later in the future. Thanks, y'all. Stay sweet. Ha <laughs> ha.